0: The Counter, an NFL podcast from USA Today Sports. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the. uh, Wait, what podcast is this? Is this Setting the Edge, or is this?
1: Uh, It's. It's we're 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 having a crossover episode today. Love it,
0: love it. What's up, the people, Chuck? (laughs) <laughs> uh, this is The Counter uh, This is the start of season two of The Counter, I guess uh, We got rid of Stephen Ruiz But uh, I'm here It's always Chris good to Cohen. drop dead weight yeah, yeah, I mean, you know you, it's, uh, We, we Bella checked it We just got rid of the, the guy we didn't, you know we, he was, we knew he was about to take a nosedive So we got rid of him uh, I'm Chris Corman, uh, joined by Charles McDonald, as per usual, my colleague for the win. we got Justice Mosqueda here today. Justice, what's going on, man? Uh, not much. My neighbor's done uh,
2: taking down their fence with a buzz saw, so I can finally record. Other well, than yeah, that, but now they're going to start like for games.
0: They're going to start digging holes for a new fence or something, right in the middle of our. Not I'm today. Sorry.
2: Saw okay. the work truck leave. All right, All right. <laughs> I'm hyped. That thing, that thing pulled out, and
0: it, it, there's not a better sight in the world. I I, uh, I have people working at my house upstairs, so you know if you guys hear that, that's that's what's going on. Uh, no no fences are coming down. Uh, it's the first day of the NFL season. Can you guys are you guys excited? How do you feel about that? Uh, So excited. I mean we we've been going crazy over
1: these preseason games, like you know, <laughs> dopamine that's given us. Just it was nice to have that back. So I'm I'm absolutely pumped for the season started. I was probably
2: breaking down like pre well one I got access to like call or uh preseason all 22 for the first time but I was breaking down preseason all 22 like in a way that I've never done before (laughs) leading up to the season like man I needed it I needed football back bad
1: yeah I think I watched almost every preseason game like on the all 22 tape and usually like I'll just watch a couple of preseason games like each week, but I was all the way in. So you know, I, I guess this is what my brain needed to start feeling normal again. Yeah, we're yeah. normal is a way.
0: To yeah, explain normal.
2: Explain it. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> Very normal. Very yeah, normal pre- to
0: watch all 22 preseason <laughs> football. But I mean, our listeners are the uh, beneficiaries. We're gonna, you guys are gonna share what you learned from watching all this film. Uh, we're just gonna kind of preview the league, uh, go through how we think this season will unfold. Uh, you know, it's the NFL, so uh, trying to guess that is. At one, like, like we know which teams are definitely going to be good. We know a couple teams that are definitely going to be bad. And then there's just this entire middle that you really don't have much clue, but we're going to guess anyway. And we're going to uh, kind of go through and let you know who we think uh, will be good. And uh, I'm going to ask these guys a few questions about uh, breakout players, coaches, which coach they think will get fired first. You know, you've, you guys have been on the internet, you've seen the, uh, you've seen, the, the preview content out there, you know how this goes, uh, what people do this time of year. So we're going to do that. And then, uh, Charles, did we get any real questions when you did the uh, Twitter call out? Were there any? Oh, yeah. Mostly that- people just making fun of uh, the fact that the Falcons don't have a quarterback.
1: Yeah. Uh- they have a quarterback. He's just very old, hmm. uh, and that's a problem. But I
2: did I, see a question it, from Mina Kimes that was pretty interesting about yeah. Justin Fields being a Falcon. I've never
1: right. thought of that
0: before. Yeah.
1: What are your thoughts on that, Chuck? I've never thought about that either, and also it's not something she ever makes fun of me about. <laughs> uh, but we actually did get some questions. Okay, uh, good. We'll go so through we, those then. We can get to them at the end.
0: Okay, awesome. All right, let's start with the uh, AFC – East. I hear there's some intrigue in this division. Some some interesting stuff going on. What what do you guys think? What's what's the biggest storyline uh, here for you guys?
1: Uh I guess for me, I'm just interested to see if the Jets can look like a real football team this year.
0: Uh, <laughs> Former Jets beat writers speaking.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what my brain kind of still is like they've they've they got some players, but they look like a real team. That that's just what I want to see because I I feel like Buffalo is still the top team here. Uh, Mm, I don't don't think that New England quite has the firepower to to catch up with them, but they should still be knocking on the door for like a wild card spot. So uh, Buffalo is still the top dog, New England, and then I want to see the Jets go with the real team and don't really care about the Dolphins.
2: I think the Jets are in good hands offensively. Um, I think that Carl Lawson injury is going to hurt them a lot more than people think. Because Salah Salah does – blitz a lot on like third down and stuff but at his core he's still a cover three coach and when you're playing cover three you're sending four which means you got to get home with four which means at least one of your guys has to be able to press her the pocket um and Carl Lawson was supposed to be that guy I mean we've seen these cover three defenses fail before when they haven't been able to get a good edge rusher so trading for Shaq Lawson I don't know if that really moves the needle obviously Quentin Williams is a great player um John Franklin Myers is probably better than people know. And Vodacosti yeah. is great against the run, but he's not really pressuring the pocket that way. Um, you know, Sheldon Rankin's getting there. going to be interesting. But I just don't know if they have the guys on the defensive line to really pressure quarterbacks specifically. Like, they can play the run. That's not the problem. But I, I just worry about that defensively. Offensively, I mean, we're getting something close to, like, what – LeFleur or Shanahan run, like, year one, it looks like. I, I've, watched, I've watched every snap of that mm-hmm. uh, Green Bay Jets game a couple times over. Um, they know what the hell they're doing, man. Like, they're using Corey Davis on, like, the backside of, like, package plays, uh, kind of like how you see Devonte Adams used in Green Bay, where, you know, the run's going to the right. He's isolated to the left. And if you get an off corner, they're just going to say, hey, instead of running it, We're just going to toss it out to Corey Davis because it's pretty hard to tackle that guy, just get that guy on the ground, you know? So I think Corey Davis is going to look a lot better uh, in New York than he did in Tennessee, just kind of how, like, the offense is structured, not that, like, he specifically has gotten better. They just know how to use his talent better.
1: Yeah, and also I kind of feel like uh, he he and Zach Wilson had a pretty nice rapport uh in the preseason. Like they they Jack's had looking nice ball. man, Zach's he, looking he, nice. they're all looking good. Uh, yeah. even Mac just kind of kind of surprised me a little bit how, how good he looked. But <laughs> he and he and uh Zach and Corey Davis they got some timing down. Like there was a, a a post that they hit in that Green Bay game where I was like, oh man, like you guys have been working on this for a while because he like as soon as he hit that break, that ball was where real neat to be. And it, it's just kind of fun to see. Uh, the Jets—they have a real playmaker quarterback. Maybe. Hopefully, he just doesn't do the dumb stuff that Sam did because, you know, that's that's where you get in trouble.
2: Was that the the copo, the corner post like first yeah. drive? Yeah. Dude, they cooked him. That's that was on Stokes too. The yeah. Packers first round rookie. Um, he, he was playing. I, I can't remember if it was man or if it was cover three, but it basically turns into the same thing at that depth. Um, but he he took the outside break. And then it just opened wide open that seam. And he he caught that skinny post. And I was like, oh, damn. And it was like first or second play of the game. I was like, this is brutal. You're going to be do- – it's yeah. preseason, man. They got the backups in. What are we doing yeah.
1: here? Speaking of crazy throws in the preseason, the, the the touchdown that Josh Allen threw, was that against Green Bay too? Uh, I think he, there,
2: the, there were a couple against Green Bay, I think.
1: I'm, I'm thinking about the first one where – he just ripped that shit over the middle of the field. Yeah. Like, he, he had to throw that ball like ninety miles per hour and you're like, ooh. ooh.
2: That that's a game that like you lose a little bit of context if you're watching the all twenty-two instead of uh the actual like game live. Like Buffalo was going fast, dude. I don't know if they're gonna be doing that in season or if they just wanted uh a look at that. But they were just, like, getting back on the ball instantly. Like, they were going quick. I know the Patriots, you know, since we're talking about the AFC East, the Patriots did that in week, what was it, one, um, where they thought – everyone thought, you know, Mac Jones, he's not going to play second half. They come out second half, and they're going no huddle. It's like a 15-play drive in, like, five minutes of, like, real time. Not clock, right? Like, real time. Like, they were just getting back on it and trying to test them. And I think that was the first hint of, like – Oh, Bill wants clarity on like what Mac Jones can do like right now.
1: You know? Yeah. Chuck, I'm
0: interested. Why why do you not care about the Dolphins?
1: Uh I don't know. I'm just not really <laughs> interested in watching Tua. And I I feel like the the defense is uh uh I think they're gonna regress some. Like that was a, a pretty turnover heavy defense last year and that's kinda hard to repeat year to year. So uh I, I just kind of feel like the, they they didn't quite do enough. Like it's gonna be fun, I guess, seeing Jalen Waddle play in the in the season as a rookie. But other than that, like I, I just kind of feel lukewarm on where they've been on this the whole offseason. And the offensive line is still a problem. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say also Jackson, <laughs> dude, Brandon Thorn, uh, who does a great job like scouting. And if uh, no one,
2: no one legitimately cares about offensive linemen the same way Brandon Thorne does. Yeah, it's That's like, like Brandon, doing it in the media. Like yeah, Brandon's Brandon
1: great. and Duke, I guess, but Duke's not. I wouldn't really. He's not really like a media guy though. Yeah. yeah, uh he posted a clip of Austin Jackson last week before our Austin Jackson was announced. I think he's out this week with COVID or something like that. Uh, and it, it's just not what you want to see from a first-round offensive tackle or any offensive tackle, like not even a backup offensive tackle. So, uh, you know, the, the offensive line is still very much a problem, and I, I still want to see if they can get some dudes to come out on the defensive line too.
2: Yeah, they don't really have pass rushers either. I mean, they, they're so blitz-heavy that they don't yeah. really need it. But, yeah, I mean, it would be nice if you could just say, oh, man, that guy, he's going to get to the quarterback, and they don't really have that right now.
1: Yep. Uh, so AFCs, we're on the Bills. Yeah. Absolutely, Bills. Yeah, I think I think the Bills are the second
2: best team in the AFC, and yeah, top four in the NFL overall coming into the season. I mean, they got to play the games, but coming into it, that's how I see them. All
0: right. All right. Let's jump to the AFC North then. Because I, I think maybe the team you think is better than the Bills might be there.
1: Um.
0: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like
2: I'm waiting for Chuck to say something. Um I think Baltimore is probably the leader there, right? Um yeah. Oh yeah. Baltimore's the leader, but I think Cleveland is right there with them. And I think this week one for Cleveland is going to be huge cuz the way that they structure that team especially with John Dorsey, right? Like Don, John Dorsey's going to take some risks. He's going to cut some corners for the sake of talent. That's who he is. That's who he's always been. Like you can hang your hat on that. You can only do so much of that like we're going to take risk stuff once you pay a quarterback. So the big issue is like is this Brown does this Browns window close once Baker Mayfield's cap hits start like hitting, you know, 25 million plus, right? Mm-hmm. That's when you that's when I start getting worried for the Browns, which means like now's the time to strike, right? And you know, week 1 against the Chiefs, you've had months To prepare for this, I know the line's at six right now. It's on the road. That's tough. But, like, if Cleveland can't hang in that game, I do wonder what that does for, like, the direction of the franchise. I know it seems, like, reactionary to be, like, this week one game is, like, a massive deal for, like, the future of the franchise. (laughs) But I kind of, like, actually think that that's what's happening here.
1: I just – I guess the question that I have for the Browns is – do you feel good enough about Baker right now to pay him that forty million dollar tag that he's gonna It's have? not gonna be forty, bud. That's part of the problem. Forty plus, forty plus. because uh, I honestly I forgot that uh, Josh Allen got him paid. I was just thinking about Dak. Uh, and I mean Lamar's gonna get his money, so he, he's gonna be at and, and Dak took a shorter deal too, right? So like
2: that that's almost a situation where, you know, a lot of these contracts are like fake money by year four year five of the deal so like dak was like no give me more money in the first like what is it three years three or four years instead of me signing this five-year deal where i'm not actually going to touch that money in year five because we're going to restructure or extend by that point so like dak dak's money is fine like if baker signs a five six-year deal it's going to be he's probably going to get something close to what dak got in the first three years even if like the average per year is higher.
1: Yeah. So I, I guess how good does Baker have to be this year to justify that? Because I don't I don't I don't think that last year he was quite good enough to be like, we have to extend this. But you know, you also have the franchise history of the Browns, which I think is Yeah, I um, don't
2: think they can let him walk. I just don't think that they have, they have the confidence to do it. Like you finally <laughs> found a quarterback who can get you to the playoffs. Like how do you tell that fan base actually We're gonna go into a different direction now (laughs) that that's a tough pill to swallow man and you know if you sign if you sign baker like is john dorsey on the hot seat no is step kevin stefanski on the hot seat no so like it helps everyone's job security wrong
1: gm andrew barry it's
2: andrew barry oh it's barry (laughs) yeah oh i'm so oh man dorsey's there though right (laughs) he's in detroit oh Oh, my goodness I cover football for a living. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. Week one for uh, everyone.
1: Yeah. There's uh, no way. How about you just for every, everything that's we said great. about uh, the Browns just then. Uh, let's move on. No, that's fine. <laughs> the Ravens. Uh, I actually picked, uh, after talking to Steven this morning, I, I picked Lamar Jackson as uh, often of the player of the year. Just because like, it, it – it, I could I can kind of see it lining up for him because even though they lost J.K. Dobbins, uh, I think Gus Edwards is like a, a back that you can lean on for a running game if you have to. Like everything that we've seen from him, uh, he seems to be a great fit for that, that system. And, and honestly, like with multiple quarterbacks, he's been pretty good uh, in Baltimore. And then you know, the kid behind him, Tyson Williams, he looks like an absolute tank too, and I'm just not surprised that. Baltimore has answers for losing one of the top young running backs in the league. That's what they do. Uh, but you know, once Bateman gets healthy and you got Sammy Watkins added to that, uh, the offense is live and retooled. I kind of feel like this is a year where Lamar Jackson looks back to close to that 2019 form. Like I'm not going to be blasphemous and say that he's going to throw for touchdowns on 10% of his attempts again. Cause I don't, I just don't think that that's reasonable, but yeah, uh, just someone that can come in and run the offense at a higher efficiency clip than they did last year, especially passing the ball. Uh, and we already know he's going to do damage on the ground. Like, I think that this could be a huge year for Lamar, uh, especially if Dayton comes back and starts playing well when he's healthy.
2: I worry about that passing game. I just I just think losing Orlando Brown and then Sammy just – how long are we going to do the Sammy Watkins I'
1: <laughs> Is he, is he <laughs> like three? <laughs>
2: He's he's fine, but like I feel like every year it's this is gonna be the Sammy Watkins breakout year. And then we look and then next offseason it's hey, this is gonna be the Sammy Watkins breakout year. I don't know. Um obviously the Bateman stuff does hurt them. I, I worry about just their like offensive skill player depth. Uh, I know Tyson Williams is looking solid and uh they're gonna bring in Love Bell, but yeah, that it's it's a weird situation offensively, and the fact that Greg
1: Roman is still there is yeah, that's the thing pretty that, amazing, man. <laughs> that's the thing that gives me pause for sure. But yeah. I just, I guess the, the personnel being better, uh, like the, the offensive line. I, even though they lost to win Brown, like they're they should be better on the interior than they were last year. That was an upgrade for them.
2: I mean, having a guy who can snap a ball is a is a benefit.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that also helps too. So I don't know. I, I I guess the more that I looked at this and they're going to win a lot of games like i could just see him being in that conversation by the end of the year hopefully that that'd be a lot of fun all
0: right uh, where should we go now afc no uh, we
2: didn't we didn't even talk about pittsburgh we, oh
1: we have to talk about cincinnati we we no have to, oh, we do
2: not have to talk they got to they got to start putting stripes on the ball man <laughs> <laughs> i saw man I feel bad for Jamar. Like I don't even want to talk about like Jamar Chase. Like on the timeline or anything, because that dude doesn't. It seems like he's getting a lot of criticism, and I don't know if that might be good for him. Because he's like, I'm gonna get get, gonna get like a jugs machine. We got to put stripes on the ball. Maybe me sitting out last year didn't help. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. We got to build this dude's confidence back, man. Like this is not a good situation right
0: now. Yeah, it really is just sad. I mean, it just sounds like a guy who's just lost confidence. And yeah,
2: I want to help it's... him. Like, I'm like, I want to I help you because you're obviously a good football player. It's just like you're in a weird rut right now. And, like, you know it. You know we know it. Like, that's – yeah, it becomes a weird dynamic. Um, Pittsburgh, I think, is going to be interesting with Matt Canada just because, like, the motions and shifts are nuts. And he was doing it in the preseason, so I assume he's going to do it with Ben in the regular season. The one thing I worry about that is, like, Okay, you're going to be under center. Last year, Ben Roethlisberger was basically in the gun, just being like a point guard because he couldn't move. Like, what does yeah. that offense look like once they're run heavy and he has to boot out? Like, I Tom Brady doesn't boot out. Like, he's run it when he runs play action, it's power pass. So, mm-hmm. I kind of wonder what that looks like, especially behind a not great. I guess is a nice way to put it. Offensive line.
0: Yeah, Roethlisberger wanted no part of holding the ball more than two seconds last year. <laughs> so now, if no. they're going to ask him to. So hey, but now we
1: have not Harris, okay?
2: I <laughs> think <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what fixes it. It's yeah. uh, it's a uh, yeah, Harris and a tight end who can't block Pat, is how you Pat fix Friar it. On yeah, yeah,
0: right.
1: yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I have Frymuth on our horrible dynasty league, so I'm hoping that he has a great year
2: yeah I was gonna say thanks for the time to uh take a break from our fantasy running our fantasy league too
1: <laughs> for those who, for those who don't know uh me and Justin run a fantasy league and uh we neglected it really hard this year and we just finished the uh devi draft from last year in the rookie draft uh, <laughs> about you know forty five minutes ago. <laughs> so, mind, you know, mind you i know
2: no one wants to hear about uh Someone else's fantasy team or league, but I want this is a good example of like the chronic football brain that Chuck and I have. So we draft one kid from college in each class every year and there's 15, 14 teams. <laughs> so like by the time the rookie draft comes around, it's like Kadarius. Tony is going like number one overall. And that That's what we're dealing with. And that's why we put it off for this long because yeah. like, I don't even want to make these picks.
1: Yeah, uh, by the time that the rookie draft was over, you're picking guys who, honestly, they've already been cut. Like, they're being accountants now, and they just got drafted in
0: our fantasy. (laughs) They got that signing bonus, though. That's nice. That's true. Uh, Chuck, you're you're much nicer than Steven, by the way. I want to point out, you said that they were being accountants. uh, Steven always said they were going to be UPS drivers. So, I I like that you you have ambition for the cut football players. Uh, UPS drivers uh, are union, right? Yeah. yeah UPS but, drivers make bank actually so, yeah. Uh, yeah But honestly, that's the UPS drivers
2: with
1: a lot of I mean, final dropping brothers. the dead weight I told you Steven was holding you guys back I know <laughs> it I was about to say but with a lot of finance bros I feel like you could just walk into and often say hey bro I used to play in the NFL <laughs> I'm really strong can I be your accountant I think that works on a lot of normal people
2: um so that's a funny story uh so we had a quarterback who was basically going to do that when I was working with the XFL and we basically had to pitch him like don't be like a boardroom guy. Come play football <laughs> because he, he he he's a quarterback, man, and they love him. They're like, oh, a quarterback in the boardroom. We could just like talk sports to this guy. Like that's how a lot of these places operate, man. Let's yeah. be honest about it
1: uh so back to the NFL preview we got a little sidetrack there It was Landry <laughs> Jones by the way
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Landry Jones <laughs> that Dallas that Dallas Texas boardroom money baby. I'm hiring Landry Jones because I want to hang out with Landry Jones every day. <laughs> hey man that name goes far in Dallas it sure does And Oklahoma too like I'm sure he, he can work wherever he wants uh AFC South Wow. What a division. I mean, Houston Texans, I don't think they're worth anybody's time. So, that, we can just kind of skip over that. Even that, I, actually, that's a lie because I really. You know,
0: yeah, I was going to say, you, you included <laughs> them in the first four verts today. You yeah, you literally spent your time contemplating yeah. writing
1: about them. I actually think that's the longest section I wrote just about how <laughs> terrible uh, this is. So, maybe, maybe the only thing Chuck has written in the
2: past eight months is about the Houston Texans. And he's like, yeah, let's not give them any time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I just can't believe that a franchise has found themselves in this dire state. You know, like you you've got even the most diehard Texans supporters being like, "Oh yeah, this is going to be awful this year." Like, there's there's no way that we can do absolutely anything, and it's just kind of funny that when you look at this team, the only positive you can point to was like. They kind of have a talented running back room, like especially if David Johnson looks like a real running back like he did towards the end of last year. Uh, Maybe that's something that's watchable or it's like a fun little Madden team with Tyrod where you cheese option runs all day. Uh, But other than that, like... I, like no one is saying anything good about this teams, except like people who cryptically say the Texans are better. They're going to be better than you think they're going to be. Like, well, what does that mean? Because <laughs> the Texans
2: have professional athletes. <laughs> people are forgetting it.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know what better than I think they're going to be means. Because like, if they go three and fourteen, that's better than I thought they were going to be. Because I don't expect them to win like more than one or two games. So. Uh, yeah, I, if you're a Texans fan, there's no need to cut that thing on this year at all. Just read what I wrote about them in the four words column and then stick to red zone until next year or probably even like 2023 or 2024.
0: Yeah, just do something else with your life. Just, Did just, you guys
2: see Uh, B is on the sideline now? Is he really? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, buddy. Doing what? He's on the sideline. I saw it in like a fourth quarter of a preseason game. He's out there dapping guys up when they're subbing off of the field. Um, he didn't he didn't have comms on him so like he's obviously if you don't have comms on you you're probably not making decisions right if you don't got a headset you don't have that little power pack on your on your hip you're probably not doing anything but like then why is he just hanging out on the sideline that seems very weird dude like that's that's very like college football booster on the sideline just dapping kids up because you gave the program a ton of money type of situation and
1: i just what are we doing man what are we doing here (laughs) I just want to remind Texans fans, you know, you haven't been doing this your whole life. So it's not something that that's an excuse where you can use because they've only been around since 2002. So there's for most Texans fans, there's been a point in your life where the Texans did not exist and you were just fine. So you can revert back to that if you want to. And nobody will blame you. You It's it's the
2: fourth largest city in America in the heartland of football. In this country, in the world for that matter. Like yeah. that, that's it, it's it's bad. It's not great and I feel bad for Texas fans because you guys probably deserve more than this because I don't know where the direction of the team is going right now.
1: Yeah, I don't think any fan deserves anything though. Uh fair. Just as a, a, a rule. Especially uh, Bears fans. Yeah. Uh rest of the division, I mean Jacksonville's is most interesting team to me, just because you have urban Meyer uh, trying to quickly figure out how to be a professional head coach and uh, not a college head coach. So uh, that's something that you want to see. If that works, uh, that's going to be entertaining. If it doesn't work, that's going to be entertaining. They'll have a new head coach in like 24 games, 25 games, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, and obviously, Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick. Uh, we're all kind of watching the beat, how that works together. Uh, Justin, any Jacks takes?
2: Uh, nothing other than Houston-Jacksonville week one, Battle of the Mines. Jackass, yeah. Easterby, and Urban Meyer. Like, goodness yeah. gracious, something is going to happen that is <laughs> going to embarrass someone at some yeah. point. Like, I, I'll i watch that game, like, unironically. Oh, oh, just because I, I want the first look at, like, oh, yeah, just two messes going against each other. It, it's like watching a uh, a mud fight, right? Like a wrestling match in the mud where you're like, oh, this is gross. I can't look away.
0: Who's going to last longer between those two? Because they both have a ton of power, right? Like Easterby's like... Easterby? He's, Easterby's got the full armor of God on. No way. Yeah, he's
2: not going anywhere.
0: That's true. And Urban Meyer does... I mean, he, he leaves as soon as, thing, as things get hard. So that's,
2: Whoa! That's hot t- yeah. <laughs> Throw he him does. He bus. does.
1: <laughs> God damn it. We, just, we jinxed... Uh, I jinxed Gus Edwards. Uh... Apparently, according uh, to Rapper rap, Short in uh, Mike Garofalo, uh, Marcus Peters and Gus Edwards sustained significant knee injuries on back to back plays at Ravens practice.
0: Oh my gosh. Today? Jeez. Just now? Yeah. Uh,
1: two minutes ago. Wow. Good God, Chuck. <laughs> get, well,
0: never good.
2: say
1: my name again, man. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it to yourself. That's wow, awful. that sucks. I mean, then you're down to what? Tyson Williams starting at running back for you? That's a, yeah. It, I mean, can they get Bell in? Is enough for the
0: game? Bring him off the, the. He's on the practice squad right now. Wow, that's. Wow. Um, but
2: that's, it's okay. It's the Sammy Watkins breakout season, so nothing to worry about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're awful. No one, said, no one is saying that it's going to be the Sammy Watkins breakout season. Like, you're making that up. That's such a straw man argument. All right.
2: That's fine. Every time I see a Sammy Watkins thing, I'm like, why is he still here? Why is he? I don't get it. Okay. Uh, any Titans or Colts takes? Um, I think the Titans had a lot more turnover than people really understand. I, I get that, like – Julio Jones, AJ Brown, uh, Derek Henry is fun to look at from, like, I guess, like a fantasy perspective, but like, not even that. Like, fans just like seeing good offensive skill players. Mm -hmm. But like, defensively, there's been a ton of turnover there. And I don't know if they can really replicate what they did last season um, with the guys that they have in the room right now. So I, I don't think the Titans are as good as they were last year, but it's still probably good enough to win the AFC South by like two
0: or three games.
1: Yeah, uh, so especially Carson
0: Carson Wentz is just out because he has COVID every couple weeks. So yeah, or he just doesn't
1: play well and gets benched. Like I feel yeah. like that's a very real possibility. Of people or are... he
0: gets hurt. I mean, yeah,
1: well, 7 he's clock and you're like, no, oh, it's November. Carson Wentz is out. <laughs> well, the the thing that I'm interested to see is like how healthy is he really? Because when he got hurt with that foot injury, for him and Quentin Nelson, they were like it's a five to twelve weak healing process and like that's a very wide range of of outcomes for for, for when you could be feeling better yeah like, dude like <laughs> week one or, week... or middle of the season like which one is it and i don't know maybe this is just wrong because i'm not a doctor i don't know what i'm talking about but uh the fact that someone like carson wentz is like rushing back from this injury it seems a little strange to me because <laughs> like how much better is he than Jacob Beeson based on what he put out last year? Like maybe you can just wait and see what happens there. But hey, he's coming back and I guess the Colts are all in on this thing, which is, I just can't imagine why you'd be tying yourself to Carson Wentz in 2021 after what happened last year.
2: Yeah, if Ursae, we we just talked about how you jinx the health of, of players, which is very not fair of you to do, right, Chuck? Yeah. Um, if Jim Ursay tells me that I'm gonna be ready for week one. I'm call, I'm making sure I have a life insurance policy immediately. <laughs> like I don't I don't trust that guy as far as
1: I can throw him. So, yep. Uh, so I guess I'm I'm in on the Titans playing this division. I I kind of like the Jaguars as a frisky pick in the off season, and then I watch them play, and we have seen like what's going on. But Urban Meyer still trying to figure that out, and uh, I'm not I'm not quite as enthused about that as an upset pick as I was
2: months ago. Is right. anyone confident that like Urban's going to get this turned around? I don't think anyone like na- on the national level is like, yeah, Urban, wait until he's unleashed. Yeah, I don't, I Which like- is weird when he's been so successful at the college level, right? Like we had those narratives when like Chip Kelly came in or when, when Pete Carroll uh, returned to the NFL. Like we're not really having those conversations uh, with Urban Meyer, which is like very weird when he was so highly sought after. But I, I feel like
1: it's kind, of, it's kind of going both ways. Like, no one's really talking about it as uh, – like, it, no one's making bold declaration, declarations about it, at least in, in national media. I mean, in our friend group, yeah, we're, we're saying some crazy stuff about how long Urban is or is not going to be there. Uh, but on the whole, I feel like the takes have just been like, eh, let's see what happens. We got Trevor Lawrence's might work out. We'll see.
2: We'll see. Yeah. I, I, I do wonder, like – the, the weird thing with Urban is like every chance – like you could ask Urban at any time of the day on any day of the year, hey, does your team have enough speed? And he'll just be like, no, nah, we don't have enough speed. It's like, hey, man, you, you know you had a draft, right? You had a draft. You had a free agency cycle. What, why do you keep saying you don't have enough team speed? You literally control that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the NFL. You have access to these players. You can make trades too.
1: I know you know you can. like. Okay, well, I well they they lost ETN, which is uh, whatever, but still, like to your point, I, I thought it was funny that we were in we were talking about uh, after the Chargers waived uh, Tyron Johnson, and we were like, oh, he's going to the Jaguars. Like Urban's not going to be able to resist resist a guy who mm-hmm. runs four two, uh, and you know, it's just funny to me is how. How is he going to handle losing this year? Because dude, he was getting agitated over his preseason losses, uh, you know. And this isn't a guy who's lost more than like right. four or five games in any season that he's had in college. Like when they come out,
0: and there weren't many. There weren't many seasons when he lost that many in college. Yeah, right. he went. He loses like ten games a decade as a college coach.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even at like Bowling Green and Utah, he was turning them around quick. And where was he at before then? Oh, wide receiver coach at Notre Dame. Like this dude has not has not had to face like the adversity of like losing to that scale that like the Jaguars might do this year. Yeah, is,
1: And I, cool. what I'm saying is like, if you're, if you're getting upset about preseason losses or, or bro, you got to recalculate, readjust like what you're about to go through this season. Cause uh, you know, you're, you're still rebuilding and it's going to take some time. It's not like you can just go offer a bunch of money to five stars. You gotta, you gotta figure this out. How uh, dare you? How dare you
2: say that the Ohio State is is cheating the system?
1: Wow. Never. I'm saying that they. I'm, I would also like to say that they should cheat the system and uh, yeah, pay the kids, pay the kids. Um, okay. Next division, we got the AFC West. Kansas City, Kansas Jeez. City, Jeez. Kansas City. Good talk. City. Yep. Good <laughs> chat. <laughs> is there is there really anything else that's like
0: well, like, uh, so how, how fixed is the offensive line? Right, like that's the big question. Oh, I think it's right. Yeah, they're doing a lot of interesting
2: stuff, too. Like, again, preseason breakdown stuff, right? Like, they're adding a lot into their run game that is, like, very college how you run against defenses that are built to stop the spread offense. Right. right? Um, I think that's very interesting. Um, It seems like they're getting their running backs involved in the vertical game more, which is, like, kind of. Uh, what you see with uh, Brady in Carolina right now, I think they're probably going to steal a bunch of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, I think they're just getting better, which is uh, scary. Yeah. They
1: they basically bought an offensive line this offseason, and I would say the early returns. Not even that- the offseason. It was like a week. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. They, <laughs> then they, they picked this Creed Humphrey in the second round, which – Right. Dude, like that that guy should have been gone way before late second yeah. round. I mean, that was what are you guys doing? Why are you waiting on someone when you look at his profile? Like, what, what a four year starter, basically the most athletic center to ever come out in the draft. He just fell for some reason. And he was like, right. he was a good player, too. And then, the, like, the gem that they found is, or I guess not found, but took a risk on is Trey Smith from Tennessee, who, like, when you watch some of his tape, uh, from his early years, it, it looks like freaking Koletsia Stanley out there, right? Uh, and yeah, he just dudes, he, and he's he's someone who uh, was able to lock in a starting spot as a sixth round rookie. So you know the talent's there for him. It just matters like is he going to stay healthy? But if he's healthy, like you, I I would say drastically upgraded like four of your five spots on the offensive line because uh, they got Joe Thune and in, in Orlando Brown in the off season then. Now you're just kind of hoping if if Lucas Niang like at right tackle isn't a liability, I, this this offensive line is just going to fucking maul people all season, yeah. and that's going to be fun because if you give Patrick Mahomes like a running game that's actually going to pop off big runs and sustained drives, like I just don't know how you beat that team.
2: And There's the other a thing huge too difference is gives you so much coverage on yeah. the offensive line, almost like Elton Jenkins does, where you know he can play so many spots that if if you get an injury, you could figure out a way to move Thune from his, like, everyday spot week one to get your best five on the field. And that adds so much value compared to, like, what Kansas City was rolling out last year.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, there's huge difference. Like, I only like, saw this offensive line play a, a few snaps, but, like, much more athletic, much meaner than the offensive line that we saw in the Super Bowl last year. Like, just – a real difference in, in how they play. So uh, anything else in this? Like what else, what else to talk about in this division? Yeah, I, 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 I wish the Broncos were interesting
1: because <laughs> they, I, I, I'm going be to be tuned into their defenses here and they got some skilled player talent and some talent in the offensive line, but I just can't find myself getting too excited about Teddy Bridgewater. You know? Oh, that's funny because like two weeks ago you were lighting me up about no, I've been Bridgewater should start over Drew Lock. Um, oh, Drew I, I Locke I mean, is more fun. I, I no, know I've been saying <laughs> that I think Teddy is better than Drew Locke, but I'd rather watch Drew. Give yeah, the
2: fans what they want. See, this is the problem with the NFL. This is this is why we need to uh, throw field goals. This is one of my throw field goals takes. Is let's just get hoses in quarterback rooms. So if you throw field goals, Teddy Bridgewater isn't making a roster oh my god but wait, wait couldn't Look, you just have a quarter we need, we need to fix the before? feedback loop in the league i'm sorry <laughs> I, people want to see deep throws let's get it done
1: yeah i mean I, i'm here to watch drew lock throw interceptions 50 yards down the field like that's that's something that's fun for me but i'm not a broncos fan either yeah
2: oh, they're not winning anything this year anything important anyway
1: yeah i mean we're, we're, yeah see that's the problem with the the broncos chatter it's like Eh, with or with without Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, who cares? Like, you're not better than the Chiefs. Sorry. Once you
2: get the Chargers and the Raiders and, like, if nothing, like, John Gruden's going to do dumb stuff. John Gruden, the guy who's taking power in player personnel decisions, is going to hurt John Gruden, the offensive schemer, um, pretty consistently. I think we've seen that enough at three different spots now that we can say that's truth. Yeah. The fact that you have those three teams – in your own division, like the Cardinals' job is really hard, and I think everyone gets that. The Broncos is the next one. Like those two jobs, I think if they became open, are like the toughest to fill in the league just from like who you play against perspective. Obviously, Houston and Philadelphia have their own like internal politic issues that that led to. uh mm, what, what, How are we going to say unqualified head coaching candidates? I don't I mean, know how we want to frame yeah, it, but unqualified is fair. Okay. Not not traditionally qualified. I mean what yeah, really that, makes you qualify to be a head coach? It's so different. Qualified.
1: Yeah. How, how about that? Unconventionally qualified.
2: Alternatively
1: qualified. <laughs> Those candidates. Uh yeah, it's bad. I don't I don't know what else to say. Uh all right, NFC East. P M- U.
0: Putrid.
2: Gross. Terrible. And they're all gonna be on prime time. I hate this league.
1: I hate it. I hate it so much, man. Yeah, I mean, we're starting off tonight with Dak back. Uh, He's probably going to get flattened by the Buccaneers if Zach Martin can't play. And it doesn't seem like he's going to at this point. I mean, the game starts in a few hours.
2: Not great. Have you guys looked at the TNF schedule for this year? This is the first three weeks. Giants at Washington. Oh. Panthers at Texans, Bengals at Jaguars Jeez. Just gross The league just consistently gives us slop And then we're wondering why these teenagers are watching Twitch streams Instead of <laughs> tuning, tuning in the NFL games on a Thursday night uh,
1: Okay, I mean, I'll watch Bengals-Jaguars though But I'm also a sick freak
0: about, you know just being yeah, Again, terminal football brain Yeah, you can't judge yeah. the rest of the country based on that <laughs> How your head works, Chuck
2: Yeah Chuck, Chuck
1: you, what was I doing last night? You know what I was doing last night. Yeah, I know. Tell people you you, you're you're getting ready for your Madden twenty one fantasy draft or Madden twenty two, excuse me.
2: Uh, I was literally stat testing Madden so I could figure out what guys I want to draft in my fantasy draft (laughs) because I keep losing in the Super Bowl in this damn league. Like you can't treat the American public like you treat us. You know, (laughs)
1: like we (laughs) again terminal football brain. It's there. Yeah. Uh, Okay. And and the other day I I've spent up. I stayed up until like 3am tweaking fancy football stats, so our league would better reflect real life, Uh, which is just not things that anyone should We're gross people, Chuck. We're gross
2: people. (laughs) You can't just say, yeah, I'll watch Bengals and Jaguars and be like, yeah, that's a normal thing to say. It's not
1: normal, Chuck. We need help. Okay, Uh, well... Getting back to MC East, is there anything that we want to talk about here? I mean, I guess really the only thing that I'm interested in throughout the whole division is...
0: Redskins defense. or uh, The football team defense. No, not I was to say, that. put it in the tip jar, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, not even that, because like, I know the defensive line is going to be good. And honestly, like, I feel like they don't really do anything that cool schematically. They're just like, hey, our guys are better than yours. Go in. Like,
2: hey, we have right. Bama's front seven. it's not a a bad strategy to be fair no
1: (laughs) we drafted bama guys and chase young uh okay yeah your defense is gonna be pretty good uh but i guess Dak is like the only thing i want to see because uh, we haven't seen him at all like the last time we saw him was when his leg got absolutely mangled against the giants last year so Mm -hmm. uh we gotta get a check in on him uh and just see if he can hold up against Tampa Bay tonight because that's going to be it's a pretty tough test week one. You know when when your leg uh, hasn't gone through the rigors of an NFL game uh, in almost a year. And you got you got Todd taught, taught Bowles in the schedule to start things off. I mean, and
2: Tampa Tampa's got a first round pass rusher who's looking good in the preseason coming off the bench. Like that's
1: kind of how loaded yeah. they are. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean that'll be interesting. Happen? Like when did Tampa Bay get so loaded? Like. It it's kind of bizarre because like Jason Lick he was not always thought about of like this this good GM. Like there was a time when he was wasting money on like Michael Johnson and now this team is just He drafted a running. kicker in the second round, Chuck. And he wasn't a good kicker. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't kick the on 40. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you could say that he wasn't doing a great job. But like Tom Brady comes in and guess what? Tom Brady can recruit. People yeah. want to take, play with Tom.
1: Yeah. I mean, as weird as, as weird as I think Tom is, clearly NFL players love the guy, you know? He wins.
2: I don't even think it's like a, we like Tom. It's just like Tom wins. Tom makes people money. Tom gets people rings. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's a <laughs> transaction here. I don't know if it's like a friend thing.
1: I think it's a transaction. If I play with Tom Brady, I'm going to get paid. It's worked before. Yeah, it's, it's worked, worked for before, guys. man. Worked for a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of coaching careers have been made off Tom Brady. yeah. Uh, he, oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a pretty good economy, uh, but NFC's prediction—we got any Cowboys?
2: It's cow- it's Cowboys unless, unless there Dak. isn't a big enough difference
1: between Fitzpatrick and Dak. But I think there is right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see. Uh, NFC North, I uh, until the the Bears are starting Justin Fields, I there's nothing to say about
2: <laughs> uh, Go well, pack, go baby,
1: let's go! Yeah. run it back. The Lions are. NFC
2: NFC, uh, NFC championship loss three years in a row. We can do it. Let's make history.
1: <laughs> the Lions are basically going through a Madden rebuild, so I have not much to say about that. They're, yeah. It's been tough to watch them in the preseason because they, they very much want to run like ISO and power,
2: and they're just getting the craps beat out of them too. Like it's hard to be, we're going to be big, tough team, control ball, and then you can't run the ball
1: yeah uh and I, I think Sewell is gonna be great in the long run but woo, this rookie year might be a little rough for the boy uh yeah he he, he was getting his ass kicked in pass pro out there in the preseason like it, it like it, it's weird because we all know that he's a like a super coordinated super athlete but he looks like someone who is just like trying to figure out like the basic ropes of the game when it comes to pass protection like some of the run blocking clips have been pretty good but he's got a long long way to go in pass pro uh so you know. Jared Goff, this year's probably going to hurt, buddy. Uh, in the pack, Physically, like physically, physically hurt. <laughs> yeah. This ain't, ain't McVeigh, buddy. You, uh, you're taking a step back. Uh, and then with the Packers, I mean, this is this has to be the runaway favorites win the division. I, I guess the thing I'm most interested to see is uh, this defensive coordinator change matter when it comes playoff time.
2: I think it probably will. I mean, you're going to see immediate results in terms of like how the defense is structured. Um the Packers basically didn't run nickel last year and they played like fifty percent of their snaps in dime. The Packers haven't shown that at all this preseason. Um I think they're probably gonna be top ten in base, but like they're gonna blitz a ton. Um and then they're actually gonna play real life nickel like an adult, which
1: is nice. Yep. Uh so you're in on the Joe Barry hire. I mean who else were we gonna hire? I don't know. What
2: else should they have hired? I mean, they, they tried to – what's his name? Jim Leonard? They tried to give him the job, and he turned it down. So I was like, all right, well, now what? <laughs> what are they going to do? They can't pay enough money to get Venables out from, like, Clemson or something like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, Venables is never going to leave.
2: No. Why would he? He, ha- he has no pressure, and he just gets to beat up on ACC teams. It's a pretty cushy job.
1: Uh, yeah. So where were we? Uh, NFC North, Packers, moving on. Uh, NFC South, let's – I mean, Tampa Bay, I think we're, we're all in on Tampa Bay winning the division again. And here, here's the annoying part with the NFC South is I feel like Tom Brady, like he, he had something to do with this where he comes to the NFC South like right as they turn into the new age AFC Because the Saints, I mean, I, I, I think James is going to be entertaining, but I don't know like how sustainably good that's going to be for real. We, we all know he's talented, but I, I don't really know why I'm expected for this to look a whole, whole lot different than it did in Tampa Bay because we've seen him play with talented guys before. So. so,
2: I mean, he doesn't have the same wide receivers he had in Tampa. Yeah, he's yeah, not right now.
1: Yeah, because Michael Thomas is out. and yeah, I think
2: the Saints are probably going to start out very slow, and then I think by midseason, whenever Michael Thomas comes back, um, they're going to start looking like a real offense again because right now, I mean – they have an offensive line. That's nice. And they have Alvin Kamara. The problem is they only have one outlet. Like, tra- Traquan Smith isn't scaring you.
1: Yeah. So, uh, th- dude, Chris Hogan is on this team. Like, that, whatever Chris Hogan's popping around in your receiving Wait, players, for real? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, whatever. Yeah, that's team, not
2: a great sign. Yeah. That's, that's not like a- what, like the monkey's paw or whatever? It's like, oh, no, <laughs> here it comes.
1: <laughs> like, I, honestly, I don't really see a challenger type of day. And I'm not high on the Falcons this year, but maybe Arthur Smith is good enough where they can be like stop frisky or entertaining. Stop. Oh, stop. I think they're gonna win like five games.
2: Yeah, so I, 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 I think the Saints are the second best team in that in that division, and I don't think they're gonna be serious until Michael Thomas comes back, and that's just too much time to let Tom Brady build a lead on on that race.
1: Oh, you're not on. Uh, you're in on Sam Darnold the Carolina Panthers, and Matt Rule.
2: Start PJ. Start PJ. Now, after week one, we only need to see one. I'm treating (laughs) Sam Darnold like everyone is treating Andy Dalton. I'm like, I'm just waiting time. Get PJ in, man. XFL's finest.
1: It was so funny. After that week one game against the Colts in preseason, people were like, Wait. Should PJ, like, have a chance to compete for this job? Yes. Yes. (laughs) How many times do we have to see this with Dora?
2: He's a turnover machine. He literally was scared of ghosts on the field. We caught him with a mic in a primetime game saying that his last year in college, he led the FBS in turnovers. Like, we know what he is. He was recruited to USC originally as a linebacker. Like, come on now.
1: What are we doing? Last year, he finished behind Alex Smith in adjusting that yards per attempt. (laughs) Oh my yeah, and Alex Smith was like, "I'm good. I'll retire." <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I just can't believe that Matt Rule is like job security. Yeah, I'm riding with Sam Darnold. What are you talking about, dude? That's <laughs> my biggest thing, man. Because he he took a he took a swing at Teddy last year, right? Now he's
2: taking a swing at Sam Darnold this year. If Sam Darnold doesn't work, you can't go into next year being like, "Yeah, Sam Darnold is our dude." Are you going to make three quarterback switches in three years and miss on all three? Like, obviously, the Deshaun Watson stuff, they were planning on bringing him in before all the allegations, and that obviously changes the context of this. But, like, there were better options than Sam Darnold, man. There were better options than Sam Darnold. You could have had one of these quarterbacks in the draft.
1: Yeah. Or how about last year, you don't take Teddy and you just piddle around and go 2-14, and 14, and then you can draft Trevor or Zach or Justin. Well, they could draft Justin this year, so... Let me me the
2: the thing with these guys who like aren't play callers is they're all like culture leadership guys and they have to win early or they lose the locker room. And if you lose the locker room as a culture leadership guy, it just never bounces back. So you, they come in and they're like, we're going to compete no matter how dumb it is long-term because that helps my job security. It's just a weird
1: thing. Yeah. And now you're just kind of stuck unless Sam is just horrible this year. Uh, and then maybe you can draft Rattler, but unless <laughs>
0: well, he's not going to be horrible enough, right? Like they're not going to be as bad as I mean, the Texans and the Lions. I mean, they'll probably be better
2: than the he Lions. He could be that bad. Like okay. we've, we've seen Sam Darnold throw to Robbie Anderson before. Like <laughs> what are we talking about?
1: <laughs> that's a great point. I, you know, I guess well, most of the most of the belief that they'll be okay has to be with people thinking Joe Brady is awesome, right? Like that's got to be yeah. He where, does
2: do unique stuff, but, like, at the end of the day, you have Sam Darnold at quarterback, man. Again, <laughs> put PJ in. Week two.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm in on that. Uh, so, yeah, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, Rabbits Foot, got it back again. They're running away with this division. Uh, last division, NFC West. This one's actually kind of tough Is honestly, I feel like you there's, think? A, there's a path for everyone to win, right? Not Arizona. You I don't, don't think I, their no. defense I feel like the defense is going to be pretty solid this year again.
2: They all their cover guys are small guys. And that's a problem when you're going to see the Seahawks run game and the Rams run game and the Niners run game I think with all the minus splits where those guys have to fit into the run game off the edges. Um and frankly like Cliff dude, Cliff is a frustrating coach to watch. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> he he is he is pretty close to Anthony Lynn in terms of like game management. Um, obviously, he knows how to like call air raid plays, which like, cool. There's high school coaches who can do that. That doesn't impress me that much. But I just really worry about what they're doing, especially like speed on the field is probably going to be a problem. When if AJ Green and DeAndre Hopkins are starting, like I don't know what you're how you're going to test teams vertical when Rondell Moore is your wide receiver four and you drafted him in the in the second round, like. What are we doing like asset allocation wise here? I know they got Rodney Hudson. That should be nice. But I I just want Kyler to be in a better spot where he can chuck these balls, man, because I think he's a better player than this Cardinals offense is kind of structured for him to be.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's kind of weird that Cliff has become this guy who can figure out run games. but can't figure out how to pass after all the stuff that. He did at Texas Tech, but, you know, I I, I would love for them to get together. Uh, people were saying that A.J. Green had a pretty strong camp. I'm not going to say that he's back to being A.J. Green, but if he can emerge as like a legit number two with Rondale, like that's a decent enough uh, receiving core. It just kind of matters if they can figure out how to not, you know, I guess stay in their own head too much about how to actually move the ball down the field. So. And defensively, I mean, they have a lot of talent,
2: but, like, they're young guys who are trying to figure out how to play in the league, too. You know, yeah. like, Zaven Collins coming in from Tulsa, Isaiah Simmons trying to figure out, like, what position he's actually going to play at the next level. You can watch some of these preseason games, and they'll see motion, and then it's, like, Isaiah Simmons and Zaven Collins, like, look at each other, and they're like, what are we supposed to be doing here? Yeah. You know? I know, <laughs> like, you can see the gears turning. You see, like, the... Uh, the like spinning wheel that you get on the computer when the computer's thinking like it, it's, I, I don't think those guys are necessarily ready to compete at an NFL level right now. I, I, that's I, tough when you I, have both your linebackers doing that.
1: I think that's definitely true. Of Isaiah. Uh, I mean, even, even the plays where he ends up getting in the ball, just because he's a ridiculous athlete. Uh, it takes a while for, for him to see wh- where things are going, when things are going to open up for him. So I, uh, Maybe that maybe that's a downfall for them, and that's the one team that can't win the division. But besides that, like all these teams are pretty good. Uh, I'm yeah, also seeing what D'Amico Ryan looks like as the 49ers defensive coordinator, but he's probably just going to keep it pretty similar to what would was running.
2: Yeah, I think I think Kyle just kind of hires slappies, honestly, <laughs> for, for a lack of a better term. Like he's like, I just need people to listen to me. <laughs> <In my opinion. laughs> I mean, he traded three first round picks like way before draft day. And he was like, Yeah, we're just going to do it. You know, like that's how you know when people have power, when they can make instant, massively big, instant decisions. Like I remember when like uh, Bill O'Brien traded for like uh, Demarius Thomas, right? And then Demarius got hurt. It happened so quick because Bill O'Brien had uh, personnel power and he was a head coach. So like there's no quality control. Who does Bill Bill O'Brien doesn't have to ask any, didn't have to ask anyone like, is it okay if we do this like he's just like yeah i'll just go do it
1: yep uh so if you have to pick a division winner who where would you go uh san francisco san francisco i think i I think on the rams
2: the last two times kyle shanahan had a quarterback who was healthy enough to start every week of the season he went to the super bowl so (laughs) i know people want to say like oh sub 500 record like he's had injuries at quarterback that use
1: some context but use your eyes i don't think i will fight back community go with your gut yell out whatever takes suits you in the moment uh but i just i like the Rams just because i I think some of the data people might be underselling like how much better Stafford can be than golf and i know that golf had some years where like statistically it it was kind of overwhelming but, but it,
2: it's because we're not comparing apples to apples it's right. because we're yeah it's because all we're seeing is play action shots because he doesn't right. do under center uh quick game and stuff like that so yeah yeah when you're not running quick game from under center your efficiency is going to go up shout out to sean mcveigh for doing that but that's not a golf trait
1: right uh, so you, you just get a quarterback that can do a little bit more. And I think that that's going to be huge for the Rams this year. So I, I don't really know if I'm ready to say that they're Super Bowl contenders, but. I just worry I, about that offensive line and that running back unit, because that running
2: back unit isn't what it used to be Yeah, um, when Gurley was healthy. And then that offensive line has only gotten older and
1: only seen guys leave. So, yeah, I guess I'm just a big, still a big believer in McVeigh. as. No, he's
2: he's good. He's good at his job you you won't hear anything different from me. It's just tough when Seattle's there, when San Francisco's there, when the Rams are there like I don't think any of these teams are gonna be a top two seed in the n f c just because of how tough the schedule is like in division
1: yeah uh in seattle that that's gonna be interesting too because you know I feel like i I almost feel like they've gotten to a point where. The offensive coordinator doesn't matter as much because Russ is just so unique, like a one of one quarterback. time where if you have Russ as your quarterback, this is kind of what your passing game is going to look like because he's Russ and that's how he's going to play.
2: Yeah, but they're using minus splits a lot, which like will help in play action. Like the thing, the thing about like the way they're structuring their offense now compared to before is they're using their offense, or they're using their wide receivers in the formation, and the closer they move to the ball, the closer they are to blocking safeties. So, like, I actually do think their run game is going to get better, and I think that's probably going to make Pete Carroll happy. And then once their run game gets better, their play-action game is going to get better, you know? Like, that's just
1: Whoa, 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 sacrilegious. Don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) How
2: dare I, right? How dare I?
1: (laughs) Blasphemy. There's no correlation at all between the run game and the pass game. None, nope, except uh, none for when cold. you talk
2: to players on the field and they say that exact thing, and they're like, I thought I was singing X.
1: Nope, doesn't matter. It's all
2: fake. <laughs> it's That's up. one of my favorite things. Is So, like, PFF, right, for example, they graded out uh, the Packers center Jake Hansen uh, pretty well um, in Game 3 of the preseason, and he had an awful game. But it's because of things that they're not charting, right? So, like, for example, he came into – the first play of the game was a bad snap. That's an awful start. And then I think the second drive of the game, he couldn't get the snap off and force the team to get a delay of game. And I don't know if they're penalizing him for that or penalizing him harsh enough. I mean, getting a delay of game in the red zone is a pretty bad thing, guys. <laughs> like, in terms of even, like, hey, I'll use, I'll use the therapy words. I'll use the words that they use. In terms of EPA, that's a pretty influential <laughs> <play>. <laughs> fight back humanity use your eyes don't let (laughs) let them tell you anything
1: uh all right that's a great rant to end on uh with our division previews where we kind of got all over the place but now before we let you out of here uh we got predictions and questions from twitter uh so we can roll in with the predictions now uh first coach fired
2: I would fire Taylor,
0: <laughs> but I don't think, <laughs> I don't, I don't think the Bengals will. Um, yeah. The Bengals uh, indecisiveness is basically. Yeah, the, Bengals. the Bengals are not going to pay
1: someone to not be there. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. Like dude, when, when Zach Taylor got hired to be in Cincinnati, there was that MMQB piece that Andy Benoit wrote Andy Benoit. Now with the, uh, what is he like assistant to the head coach in His Los Angeles? Right next yeah,
0: yeah.
2: yeah. Boy genius. Um, so, There was a piece that he wrote, and he was like, yeah, the Bengals are really turning it around. They have a clock on the practice field now. (laughs) What the hell are we doing, man? Your team is unserious. Like, there is not enough heat on the Bengals for being an unserious football team. And I understand that it has nothing to do with the fan base. I understand Cincinnati doesn't have a lot of pro sports, so they get very defensive about that. But, like, you guys got to get mad and get him out of there, man. We gotta we gotta do this together. Help me, help you.
1: Uh, yeah, I think Zach Taylor is probably the easy. It vet. might be Cliff though, right? Like Cliff, Cliff's up there too, though. If they, stumble, I don't know who would take over for
2: Cliff. I don't know who's like AHC there. Is Fangio on the hot seat if if the defense is ass? No, they don't even that. Dude, the Broncos' ownership is like in court right now. I don't think anyone knows who runs that team. Like, <laughs> I think people are underselling like how how much of a mess like the like backroom politics stuff happens in the NFL. Like, right. I, I don't think the the Broncos even know who's running the Broncos right now. What about McCarthy if the Cowboys struggle? That would be hilarious. I would love it, but I kind of want him out there. If if Cliff gets fired, Vance Joseph is probably. The interim head coach? Oh, yeah, yeah probably. Looking yeah. at another roster?
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he's got to be the easy choice for that. Wait, Greg Williams? Oh, it's a different Greg Williams. <laughs> Never mind. 1G, not 2. Not our Greg. Um, I'm trying to find, like, odds for this. Matt Nagy, John, John Gruden. John Gruden. That N- T- T- Nagy, Nagy isn't getting canned, man. That's why they're playing Dalton. Is They're like, dude, the
2: clock doesn't even start yet. <laughs> we're going we're, we're gonna to wait until all of us get extensions
1: before we start playing Justin Fields. Like, Mike, let's get this job Mike, security in. Mike Zimmer's on this list. Honestly, I, I feel like okay. Mike Zimmer wouldn't get fired. He would just quit. He him. quit. Just, <laughs> 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 He's like, dude, I'm tired of Kirk, man. I'm tired of it. I've never seen... Dude, Mike Mike Zimmer. Well, here's how you know Mike Zimmer is going to get fired soon, and, or at least that it's reaching the end of the road with Minnesota. He's got no filter whatsoever in any of these press conferences, and, and like normally, he's always been a guy that will kind of speak what's on his mind. Like when you go back to when he was with the Falcons, when Bobby Petrino quit the team, like he said some pretty nasty things about Bobby Petrino. Which, fair, fair, yeah, very yeah. Fair well earned, totally fair. But he's just been so unfiltered. Like, talk about how these guys need to get vaccines and how it doesn't make sense for them. be walking around here unvaccinated saying that they're not seeing anything from certain guys on the team. Like, it, It's basically like if you could get Mike Zimmer to sit down after his coaching career and just be honest about what happened, he's kind of doing that now. So I feel like he, he's kind of eyeing this as the end of the road with, with Minnesota. So I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up leaving the, the Vikings early this year. Maybe they just pull the plug on it if the team starts out slow.
2: Plus like Zimmer's not going to be out of a job either, you know? Yeah. Like worst case scenario, absolute worst case scenario, he's going to hang on as like he's going to be the hottest defensive coordinator on the market, join some contender and then do that for like a year or two and then find another head coaching gig if that's what he wants. I know he's getting up there in age, but Yeah. I mean, it's not like
1: Zimmer can't coach. That's not that's not what's happening, man. Uh best rookie quarterback I'm going to mean Trevor Oh no! No no who, no, no! Okay okay okay. Who's, who's going to have the best rookie season? On the field, yeah, right. <laughs> I I think that I think that Wilson might have the best stats at the end of the season. Let's talk about it. Let's uh, talk about it. Our our boy Capono. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> I, I'm starting to hype train, man. I really do think that the Jets like have something going on on offense, and it's not going to all be because of Zach Wilson, but Zach Wilson's skill set fits in very well for what they want to do, and they clearly know what they're doing.
1: Yeah, and. And I think that he's like he's got a nice little group of receivers to throw to as well. Uh, and if you know Elijah Vera Tucker, he—I don't think he played at all in the preseason, but if he can come in and, and kind of get things going and stabilize the left side of the offensive line, like you got pieces to have a pretty nice rookie year. Uh, and I guess when it comes to like the numbers that they'll put up, I—I I just trust what the the Jets are doing. It's insane things to say, like I trust what the Jets are doing on offense more than. Uh, what I've seen from, from uh, Jacksonville so far. So, like, I, I think that Trevor could have, like, the best season like when people, like, you and me and, you know, Nate and Stephen when we go back and watch it, we could be like, oh, man, like for for the, the circumstances they were putting in, and Trevor may have had a better season. But statistically, I think Zach Wilson is going to have a pretty good year. And, and he just looks so comfortable and, and, I don't know, just something about the way the ball like comes out of his hands, it, it, just, it just looks right. And he's I have a big season!
2: Wow, anti-analytics, anti-thought, anti-intellectual. Yeah, McDonald saying That's the ball right. comes out of his hand. <laughs> nice, know me? Wow, know me? <laughs> I I do think like one thing that is going to be a narrative with the Jets early on in the season. I don't know how much people are paying attention to the rule changes, but the fact that cornerbacks can't go low on offensive linemen, um, you know, taking on blocks is probably going to be a big deal with the Jets because they're running a ton of pin and pull stuff. So like when Makai Becton is out there and they're in a nub set and your cornerbacks in the fit, and now you have a 130 pound advantage on the edge and he can't go low anymore. He has to take on that block. I don't know, man, the jets might just spam it, you know, and they're running RPOs on the backside of those type of plays too. Like, I don't know. I, I could see the film nerds by like early October being like, look at these cool plays that the jets are running and how it, you know, impacts, uh, the game after the rule changes and stuff like that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that starts trickling in by October. Yep. Do uh, you have a breakout player? On the Jets or in general?
1: Just uh, in general. Let's go.
2: Uh, of- PJ <laughs> Walker. Kit <laughs> Tarnold off my field, man. I've seen it too long. I'm from the West Coast too. So, like, I got all those damn USC games. I'm, I'm tired of
1: it. All right, so P.J. Walker is your breakout player of the year. Wow. Uh, I, I think I'll, I'll I'll steal someone I wrote about in the four words. I'm going to go with Daryl Taylor from Seattle. I don't think he can do anything but rush the passer, but he's going to have some nice clips this year of some speed rushes. I, I don't really know how. I mean, neither could Cam Wake, but, like, yeah. <laughs> he
2: he did a pretty good job of it over scurry.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad trick to have to be able to run around an offensive tackle. Uh, So, I mean, I, I'm kind of excited to see how that works with the rest of their – uh, defensive line, and I know he's listed as Sam right now, but that's you know, he's going to rush a passer this year. Uh, MVP, uh, Mahomes. Yeah, it's probably Mahomes,
2: and then I guess Rodgers is like a distant second. I just, man, it's kind of amazing that Mahomes only won one MVP off of the best three year stretch of quarterback play we've ever seen. <laughs> so, I, th- I think he's probably due for one plus. I know voters don't really like giving guys back to backs, so like, which is probably one of the reasons Mahomes didn't get one back to
1: back. So I wouldn't be surprised if he got one. In the year when Lamar won, he missed some games too. So yep. So that was that was the Chad Henney like,
2: 10 yards per plat- pass <laughs> season. That was so weird. <laughs> no, no, I think it was Matt Moore started. Uh, was it? Yeah. Could they, they're getting- the same player? Have we ever seen him in the same
1: room before? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the same guy. Uh, Corman, you got MVP pick?
0: Uh, I mean, Mahomes, right? Yeah.
1: No. It, I, I hope
2: it doesn't get boring. Like, I'll See, be- this level of hesitation that we're talking about right now is what the Arizona linebackers do when they see most of them. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the problem of me saying, like, yeah, they have a talented defense. It's like They have that, like, right? Sure, whatever.
1: Whatever you say. <laughs> yeah. That definitely made sense.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> The people got it, Chuck. You know I gotta play defense against. I gotta play defense against you in the group chat and here now. That's, yeah, that's Right, just what I agree to this.
1: Uh, Super Bowl matchup and winner. Uh, I, I went with Packers Chiefs in my little predictions piece, and I went with the Chiefs winning.
2: I'll go Casey over Tampa. Um, very boring, very chalk. I know.
1: Uh. All right, that works for me. Uh, All we have to do now is questions, and then we are out of here. First question, we got to talk about this stupid Madden League. It's from our buddy Nick at Seahawks Nerd 75. Has justice come to terms with the fact that he'll never win a Super Bowl in his Madden League? And for for those of you who aren't aware, I'll take you behind the scenes uh, for a little bit. This has been like an entire pandemic thing, right? Where this Madden team has just completely consumed you the amount of time that you spend on roster building playbooks trying to game other people it, it's just disgusting uh, so now you're going through a thing where you're about to start up a new league with the fancy draft and you have basically sat there and for lack of a better term charted who you're going to be targeting in the draft based on the playbooks that you're creating and going through all these different criteria like do you feel bad about this Do you feel any shame about the the amount of effort that you're putting in to play this Madden game?
2: No, because what else else would I be doing? I mean, it's my free time, Chuck. How dare you talk about how I should spend my free time? I thought this was a free country. It is a free Uh, country. (laughs) I am like 38 and like 4 and somehow have like not won a Super Bowl. And this is a league with like double-digit users, so... Yeah, the, the, it's just massive choke jobs every time. It's brutal. One time, I tried to put Taysom Hill as a running back and run run a uh, halfback toss pass for the win. Didn't work. Got sacked. It, there was a lot of bad moments, man. <laughs> it's not good. I'm putting an offensive. Like I was looking, I was stat testing stuff for offensive linemen to see who I could put in as a like a fullback. It's very gross. Man. <laughs> My <laughs> offense is basically like what we saw. That Minnesota offense that everyone complained about against Ohio State in week one is basically my offense. And oh, my God. Yeah, dude. It's bad, man. I'm telling <laughs> you. It's not good, but it's you how I got Can win.
0: Can you broadcast this league? Like, Can we watch this somewhere? I've, we've done it before, and no. they've heckled me in the chat.
2: I, no. I haven't put it on Twitter. I usually keep it in the group chat because I'm scared. But
1: oh, yeah. Every time happens. we put it on there, we get in the uh... – little twitch chat and just oh they call me mickey mouse
2: skater they're just like oh it's it's all bad like mickey mouse offense all
1: sorts of stuff when it's re- brutal okay but still the best bit from uh the the whole madden league is the when you had deshaun watson as your quarterback and you change his name <laughs> i can't remember what his name was it was like or something, or something like that what was it <laughs> Uh, El Guay, is that how you pronounce it? Oh yeah, <laughs> John El way yeah, yeah, John <laughs> yeah. <laughs> El Yeah, wait I just, I just realized the whole thing just okay. now. I, well, because I was, we gotta get you some Mexican friends, bro. I, I was, I was pronouncing it wrong. Uh, well, because I, I was laughing at it, because when I looked up way, it's like any person without using their name. Uh, so now that we have say the whole thing, that is, uh, wow, that's good. Excuse me.
2: He wasn't good for me.
1: Yeah, He was great. He was like a nice for him. Well, he threw picks
2: in uh, crucial moments. So it wasn't as bad as the Kyler run. For whatever reason, Madden is like, yeah, Baker Mayfield has the strongest arm in the game and Kyler has a noodle arm. It doesn't make sense. But watch the games. Fight back, humanity.
1: Uh, next question from our friend Victoria at Dirt Pack Queer. If you could ban one play-slash-concept from the league to make the pro game better, more balanced, more fun to watch, what would you pick and why? It could be offense or defense. Uh, I I guess my cop-out answer is going to be extreme recency, guys, but this week, Ole Miss against Virginia Tech put together, like, the most disgusting RPO that I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it, it should, like, legit be banned and thrown out of the game, where they did, like – a a fake handoff, fake quarterback draw pop pass with (laughs) offensive lineman three yards down the field. And the the linebacker, it was like, I don't even know what sport this is. Like, he was just frozen in the middle field, couldn't react, couldn't do anything because so much was being thrown at him. And they threw a touchdown right behind his head. But uh, luckily, the offensive linemen were blocking so far down the field, the refs called it. But that whatever – play you want to call that you can find it on twitter i'm sure if you search like old miss rpo uh it's just completely disgusting and needs to be banned
2: i would say for watchability let's take inside zone off the table (laughs) let's let's do it let's do it because there's just too many head coaches right now who are calling plays and they're like first down inside zone oh it's second and eight now i'm scared (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not good you can't really run play action off of inside zone in the right way i understand it helps in the gun but like let's let's get rid of it there's other ways to run the ball they create more explosive plays yes they don't translate as well against every single look but hey maybe you should not be calling a bad play that's good that yeah. that you can at least get two yards on for every single look like it's use your brain
1: fight back humanity yeah. exactly uh, you know, that, that kind of reminds me of going back. I watched a couple of clips from that UCLA LSU game and Chip was using his brain again. Like he's, he's thinking about how they're going to set up these runs. And that reminds me because I was sitting there watching the clips and I was like, you remember back in 2016 when Chip was with the 49ers and he was just experiencing like, major brain drain because basically all he did was just spam inside zone i'm like wow he, he like he had completely lost like any innovation uh back then but you know he seems to have found his spark again and i think that him kind of getting away from just pressing inside zone and ha- having that be the whole playbook uh it might have helped his brain a little bit so welcome back to real life chip
2: Yeah, I'm happy for the boy. Bring him back to Oregon. Uh, We talked about Panay Sewell not knowing uh, how to do pass pro. It's not like his head coach was an offensive line coach or anything, right? (laughs) Bring Uh, back Chip. Bring back Chip.
1: (laughs) This next question from Eric uh, at TripsYFlex: What week will the public realize that Sam Darnold in Carolina is not that guy? Week minus four.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Minus four, because that was first week of the preseason with the bye week. So... (laughs) So you play you, PJ, man. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: I guess whenever uh, PJ...
2: I li- don't want Darnold on starting NFL football games and you can't convince me I'm the asshole for it. You can't.
1: <laughs> well, why do you think people are still in on this? Copamine, bro. Like <laughs> it's <laughs> Copamine or hopamine? One of the two. <laughs> but, but, I, yeah, I mean, I just don't really know how you can have any faith that this thing works out. I mean, I know that Adam Gase obviously... Not the uh, the best offensive coach that you'll you'll find out there, the best offensive play caller. But way to be yeah. extremely politically correct with that. Uh, yeah, I, look, I'm 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 a tried and tested media you know media capital J journalist. Yeah, <laughs> Charles McDonald, <laughs> big J journalist. Uh, you know, Adam Gase is is not the most accomplished play caller uh, in the NFL, but you still want to see Sam Darnold show something outside of that, like. He, like I said, his adjustment yards per attempt last year was below Alex Smith. And Alex Smith could barely even move outside the pocket or, or in the pocket. In, so, in the, it's so okay. Too. He has, he he has, has one leg now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he was worse than the quarterback with one leg. Uh, why, don't, why don't you just sit and think about that? And I, I don't think that's a foregone conclusion that even if you like Joe Brady, that he's able to get Sam Darnold to be a productive quarterback. He's been bad. And,
2: yeah, Joe's got to take a college head coaching job soon, I think. <laughs> you think it's that bad? I mean, Orgeron just lost to USC or U- UCLA, right? Yeah. I mean, who brought him those rings? How how different is that from like the Gus Malzahn stuff in Auburn, where the fan base is like that? That was our dude. We yeah. can go back. We can definitely go back, right? We can totally fix this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be, I mean, Joe Brady better than, than Ed. I mean, Ed seems to have lost all the juice on what whatever is going on at Ohio. I I I just love it because Seth is in perma pain every single day. Just he's he's been crying about that UCLA game for like almost a week now. Get over it. Your team stinks. Welcome to the rest of us.
2: I try tried to harass him and Deontay about that where they're like, A and M is no LSU, and I was like, What is LSU? <laughs> what is LSU, dude? Like they've been, they've had like three good seasons in our life. <laughs> And then before our life, they've never been good. So <laughs> get real.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's find one more question to uh, end this podcast on a high note. Uh, do you believe RPOs conservative trickery from uh, Grind the Clock?
2: In the NFL? Like, I, I don't think RPOs are a big enough issue in the NFL.
1: Neither do um, I. Neither
2: do I. They don't see it enough to like have it really be a problem. Um, it's more of like the 10 personnel teams and stuff like that in college football who are running it. And in the NFL, you're just not getting 10 personnel because you only have 46 guys active. Um, What is that, like 21 and a half players for the offense after special teamers? Cliff Kingsbury had 18 wide receivers at Texas Tech. (laughs) (laughs) Like these are kind of different sports because of how the rosters are constructed on game day. So I I don't think RPOs are as big of a deal in the league.
1: Yeah. Uh, So there you have it. They are uh, not conservative. Trickery, trickery, uh, in the NFL. Uh, I think that's all I got for episode eighty-nine encounter We're back. Football's back. corman you got man, anything?
0: I, I did not expect PJ Walker to become the, the main character of this podcast, but he he did.
1: You never know what's going to happen. What's the ready.
0: rabbit's out of the hat, man? I love yeah. it. and or his box, baby.
2: Give give PJ Walker some playing time in week two. I dare you. I dare you, Matt. Roll.
0: See what happens. Like this. this is our cause for the season now. We're we're gonna advocate for this watchable football, Love a it. novel cause. <laughs> we'll be back, Chuck. When are we gonna be back?
1: Uh, uh, we'll be back on Monday with the uh, little week one recap. I uh, I'm excited. Like football's back. Like it, it really feels like the season's here again. You know, we're we're back to putting stuff out, uh, and I'm I'm excited to, to kind of tackle this. It'll be fun.
0: Awesome. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. And uh, yeah, find us before the win. Uh, We're on Twitter, Uh, you know, you'll see our takes there and we'll talk to you next time. Take care. The Counter, an NFL podcast from USA Today Sports.